2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: Fiction.
1: Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You
2: have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro. David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. Heard on KCB, 106.5 FM Los Angeles,
0: 102.3 FM Riverside,
2: and 105.0 AM Palm Springs.
3: Okay, you're back in the House of Mystery, and I'm Al Warren, and of course, joining me today is Julie Sav. How are you doing, Jewel?
2: I'm absolutely great, thank you, Al. How are you?
3: I am just wonderful. Oh,
2: that's, that's you all <laughs> over—just wonderful, a wonderful person, inside yeah. and
3: out. Now, I, now I got called a lot of names on, on from that uh, show just yesterday. Um, I can't Did you? believe. Yeah, all these people are mad. We uh, actually, it was one of Joe's show and he, yeah. he had um, the author of uh, The Cult of Trump on. Um, oh. now, now, now the guy um, is actually he's written a, a ton of books and he's been a deprogrammer and he talks about uh, mind control and he's been doing this for as a profession for 30 years so his book was more of a comparison of people that follow Trump and kind of how they uh, get get right into it so and he called mm. this book cult of trump and of course now so um it, it was actually a pretty good interview but my god uh people get really upset wow yeah
1: that's
2: that's a shame yeah and we we're, were quite abusive or
3: yeah yeah i got called a lot of names and i can tell when they're british because they call me a, a, a dumb twat <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not pronounced like that. (laughs) No, I know, but (laughs) that
3: that shows you that. So, um, and now speaking of controversial, we're going to keep the controversy up. And also joining us today is uh, a pretty big author. He's written a ton of books. We've had him on before. His new book is called Bat Masterson, and it's the first streamer. Fred Rosen, thank you for being here.
4: Al, it, 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 it's a pleasure, and I, I'm from the same section of Alabama that your co host is from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 where, we, where, where I
2: came from, they they called it Black Bush. <laughs> oh. I'm so pleased you're keeping the controversy alive. Well done.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you guys sound a lot alike, I will say that.
2: We, we do, yeah. we look at the siblings.
3: Right. Yeah. I, I I would, my God! You guys sound so alike. I don't know what to do. I just
2: twins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, yeah, it's not. It's not like you're from the UK or anything. So
2: no, no. That's God forbid.
3: A, no, that terrible place. Um, so now, uh, Fred, you wrote about yes, Bath. Sir. Now, so what? What made you write about Bath?
4: Okay, what this is this book. Now, it was—it's been a lifelong dream to write it. And what happened was, when I was a child, I watched a TV series called Batman: The starring an actor named Gene Barry. And at the very end of the of the show, <clears throat> when the title cards came on, the last title card said, "Based on the book by Richard O'Connor." And I I can still remember sitting there shocked that, wait a second, this guy was real? Excuse me? Well, and I, I kept up that interest, okay? For some reason, there was something about this guy that really piqued my interest, and it kept going, and in the 70s, I found out... That he had come to, and Bat Masterson had originally was known as an old west gunfighter, the sheriff of Do- uh, of, 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 of Dodge City. Um, he uh, he was a buffalo hunter, an Indian scout, an Indian fighter. And he comes to New York at the turn of the twentieth century, Al, and He becomes a journalist, like us, a journalist. and and, and that's really where his biggest contribution comes in and it also involves solving a major murder case and I found all this stuff out over a period of years but it wasn't until two years ago that I found out I was just you know what happens, you're online, you're researching it. Yeah, everybody can relate to this you follow links And somebody had posted that they were a married relative of him, of course, certain, you know, generations down the line, and and that Masterson was an illegal immigrant. I went, what? So I did my research, and I pulled up all of his, in in those days, you know, in those days, uh, I think it was until the 1950s, When the people, the census people would take the census, they would ask you where you came from, what state, what country. Um, They don't do that now, you know. But he would always lie, and I was able, and I was able to see that in his records. And of course, the fact he never applied for U.S. citizenship.
2: He came here in, in
4: the in the in the early 1860s with his parents right across the Canadian border. Just wrote wrote across it, so there was no wall or anything. They
3: they need to build that wall. You don't want Canadians coming in.
4: Well, that was the thing, Al. See, you're joking, of course, but (laughs) here's the thing. I mean, I joke, you know, I, I felt as I got into the research, okay, and, and mind you, the book is got... Because I, I, I realize I'm on House of Mystery. I got seven murders in here, okay? And I'll talk about those, you know. But what I'm getting at is that this guy um, had to lie his entire life about where he came from. And in the course of the research to the book, and this was good because you know how history can get a little bit boring, and that's why it's always good when you've got a murder to break it up. Uh, <laughs> but it, it turns out, okay, everybody's talking about what President Trump's policies are toward people at the southern border, okay? Right. But what I didn't know until I did my research is, guess what? there's nothing new about a United States president discriminating against people who want to be immigrants. Right. It goes all the way back to Millard, Millard Fillmore. Holy moly. You know, I mean, and it it, 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 it just, you know, it blows me away. I mean, it just blows me away. And, uh, so that's why I decided when I wrote the book, um, I was going to keep it objective. I didn't I don't take any any you know because look you know people are buying your book because you're an historian and, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true crime author so got to keep accurate you know got to keep objectivity
3: So why did he come from Canada to the US like what what was the purpose of him coming up or coming down to the US
4: it's, it's exactly the same situation as today coming up from the southern border people of hispanic origin uh, Masterson was born in Quebec, Canada and his parents wanted to find a new life and a better life and that's why they went across the border and you know and in, in upstate New York and came right in and came right into new York and this again is, but yet what's so fascinating to me is that while Mass, of course, is associated with the Western United States, he spends his childhood in upstate New York, and then of course he spends the, the, his, his second act uh, as as an, uh, a reporter in, in in the theater district of New York. I mean, it's incredible stuff that way. If, but, but. The most important aspect here is that when he got taken across the border by his parents, he was a child, just like the kids are today. He had no choice. He had no choice. You know?
3: Yeah. So, do so you think they would have sent him back to Canada? They would have. Back then, that's kind oh, of what they did. Or he he would have he would have if they had found out. Oh,
4: not only I, I know it. For, he left a trail in his writing. About that. Okay. And the most important piece of evidence he left was in 1906, President Theodore Roosevelt wanted to name him as the Marshal of the Oklahoma Territory. And he wrote this long refusal letter to the president. Okay. And, and he was friendly with TR. But something about it got me, you know. The it was it was like this lengthy. It was a lot of BS, okay. And I, and it was unlike anything else he'd ever written because I've read all his columns and so forth. What I'm getting at is he tells the president he won't take the job as marshal of Oklahoma because some kid who wants to make his reputation would seek him out and 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 wouldn't. You take one look at him as you know, as a man in uh, midlife, and he real, and he think, oh, who's this guy? And uh, there'd be, a, you know, a, a gunfight, and Nastasson would have to dispatch the, 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 the kid. Well, he was lying. First of all, it's, it, he never told TR that he was he was a an illegal alien. Number one, because he because. The thing is, when you appoint somebody as a federal marshal, you got to go before the United States Senate for approval. And Masterson knew that if he did that, he'd never get out of there. He'd get out of there in cuffs. They would have deported him back to Canada in a heartbeat. The evidence is all there. That was one of the things that I looked up, but discovered and and, 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 as well as the... uh, other things, murder cases that he worked on. The murders were interesting, Al.
3: Well, uh, yeah, so how did he um, uh, get into murders? Like, so what? What was his basic history? He was um, a gunfighter, or or what? What did he do exactly before? Okay, no, terrorism? great, great,
4: great question. Um, he had been a. He starts out. Okay, in those days uh immigrants a lot of immigrants were buffalo hunters because it was dirt, the kind of dirty work that Americans didn't want to do. so they okay, well, that's what happened. He and his brother became buffalo hunters,
0: and then after
4: that, he became a um a, a scout for the cavalry and and he wound up as as a quote unquote Indian fighter which is <laughs> which is it, 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 it's a um, it's a strange uh definition because uh, what 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 in this particular case what happened was they, he, he was part of a group of buffalo hunters in Texas that were trying to take, buffalo, you know, kill, they were killing the buffalo, which of course was killing the Indians' way of life. The bu- bu- see, that was a deliberate thing our government did. Our government decided to employ these buffalo hunters to kill buffalo so the Indians wouldn't have them because they supplied the Native Americans with a source of food and, and, and clothing. So the idea was kill off the buffalo. Well, so essentially, through working on on on, on, on the uh, uh, on the prairie, on the Kansas prairie, he wound up going to Dodge City, and that's where he wound up going into law enforcement with a guy that became his good buddy, Wyatt Earp.
3: Mm. So, wow. Um, now, yeah, I know
4: it's like. So. Yeah, and, and, and that's where the, mur- the
3: murders start. Well, well, pretty much. So was he, was he like, on that TV show they had about him um, with Gene Barry? Yes, uh, now, they, they made him look like he was uh, pretty sophisticated, uh, well-groomed, dressed, uh, well-spoken. He was also very good with the gun, but he was very upright, like he didn't uh, take life for granted. So now, was all of that... True, how they portrayed it?
4: That's what turned out to be so friggin' amazing. Did I just say friggin' on the radio? Yeah.
3: Uh, it's better than the other uh, word. Yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, it was, it was, tol- that part of it was totally accurate. He, he dressed, he, he dressed almost. Exactly the way that you saw Barry dress. The big difference between Masterson in real life and in the TV show is that in the TV show, he uses the cane as sort of a fashion tool and then, of course, as, as something he prefers using to the gun. Well, in real life, Masterson had been wounded in a gunfight and needed a cane to get around for a while and he still had pain his whole life, so occasionally he used it. To get around, but also he would use it to subdue bad guys. That's all. That part of it is true. Um, I I don't know how you know if he was as good with it as Barry was, but he certainly was very, very good with that. And of course, he was a he was one of the fastest and most accurate guns in the old West. That's all accurate. But made a very good point, which is. He valued life. He was not a k- killer. Yes, he, he, he was in a situation in the course of his life where he he, he killed three men. And he wounded a fourth who, who who died from the wound. But they were it was all self-defense. It was the situation he was in. You know, it's the same as a cop being shot at. No difference. Same thing. But that's where it end. But, but see, that experience, that experience is, and, and, and of course, a lot of other cases in Dodge City where he dealt with outlaws. Oh, there's one point in the book where <laughs> I, 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 I almost dropped when I found this out. Uh, uh, Frank and Jesse James show up in Dodge City. That was pretty, <laughs> that, you know, that got me. Um, and um, so anyway, but he gets involved. This is really the, the the central true crime facet of the book, and I did this to all of our readers. And also because it's so damn interesting. There was a murder. Uh in in uh, what's co- okay, called upstate New York. Should I define upstate New York for the listeners?
3: Um, yeah, sure. Give us a little rough one on that.
4: Okay. Here here's the thing, folks. New York City is 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 in the lower part of New York State. Upstate New York, duh. It's 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 way up. Uh it's it's closer to the Canadian border. Well, What happens is in 1906, yeah, it was 06. There's a um, a murder that occurs now in a place called Herkimer County, which again, central New York. uh, The 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 location is Big Moose Lake, and I got a picture of it in the book. I love taking pictures of my out. So. and because I, 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 you know, I always go to the scene of the crime. Well, what happened there? See if this sounds familiar to you, folks. There's a woman who who is goes out on a lake in a rowboat with her uh, the guy that got her pregnant, and she wants to marry him. And he's hesitant to do it. So they go out in the rowboat. Next thing you know, she's in the water. She drowns. Years later, okay, now that's 1906. In 1925, Theodore Dreiser writes a novel about this thing called An American Tragedy. Now the name of the decedent is Grace Brown. A boyfriend is Chester Gillette. That later becomes the basis for the 1952 film A Place in the Sun, starring Monty Clipse and Liz Taylor. Yeah. So okay, okay, so so this is a big murder case, and they try Gillette. They find him guilty. Okay, because they find them guilty, they they do well, man, they do, they do stuff I've never. I, I, and I, I go through it all in the book, but they, 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 the prosecution brings in stuff that would have no of value. They bring they brought they bring in. Oh man! Thank God this is House of Mystery. They they bring in the fetus. in a a bottle of formaldehyde. They take it from the woman's body during the autopsy to influence the jury. And then finally, they convict Gillette and he's going to go to the electric chair. What happens? Well, what nobody has ever written about but I do is this. The New York papers that assigned their reporters to go up there and cover it—New York Times, the Journal American, whatever—including the New York Morning Telegraph. And the editor there decides he's going to assign his sports editor to cover it because he's had some experience with murders. Who's his sports editor? Bat Masterson. So Masterson goes, covers this case. He's there in the courtroom when Gillette is being tried, has his own opinions about what happened, and essentially, I believe, solves it. And, and I get into that in the book. And then what happens? <laughs> he, <laughs> he writes a, he, he, he writes a, a headline uh, for his column on the verdict. What's the headline? New style lynch law in upstate New York. The judge decides that he's in contempt of court for writing it, despite the First Amendment. Sends the cop his his sends his sheriff down to New York to arrest Masterson and bring him back. And they, and what happens is the rather than take it all the way to the you know Supreme Court, Masterson pays a fine of fifty dollars. The point being, he he had seen. A lynch mob formed outside the jail, which Chester Gillette was, was, was on trial, and, and the lynch, I'm sorry, the lynch mob formed, um, after, oh, well, not after, during jury verdict of the jury, what do you call it, deliberation. So the jury was scared if they didn't convict the guy, they'd be in trouble. So they convicted the guy. And here we have Bat Anderson
3: exposing this.
4: That's what's so incredible.
3: Wow! How did well, what made him transition from being um, a lawman and a sheriff and a successful one, and you know the whole the whole good scene he had going on? He was popular and all yes. that. Yeah. Into going from Dodge City to New York and becoming a sports reporter, like what? What? How did that happen?
4: Well, there was one thing in between which which they actually get into in one episode of the TV series. Because um, I, I happen to be, you know, I, uh, watching it, uh, and what happened was he winds up going to uh, living in Denver. In the, in the 1880s, which is where he meets his wife, his future wife, but he winds up getting into boxing. What I didn't know is that a lot of these old West lawmen wound up involved in boxing initially because they were the ones brought in to keep the peace. You know, they, they hired their guns. Nobody got shot, but, you know, because of who they were. But so he got involved doing that but he really found himself in love with the boxing profession. He really loved it and he wound up he wound up writing a he he uh in Dodge City before he left. He wound up uh, founding a uh, newspaper called the Fox Popular. And basically he was railing against people that didn't like him politically because he was the elected sheriff, but the, the point is once he left uh, Dodge City and he was in Denver, he got another job there as a columnist for a local uh, 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 publication. And then he traveled, oh, it's really interesting. He traveled all over the world covering the major boxing matches of, of his time and we're talking about from 1880s until until the early 1920s so he was there when Jack Johnson fought Je- the, the great White hope and then later on Jim Jeffries and then and when he fought Jess Willard. and Matheson writes about it all. I mean, he was just re- really into it. So, and he, yeah.
3: No, no, keep going.
4: No, no, that's it. it, it no, he was just really, uh, oh, I know what I was going to mention. Because, he, you, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about the TV series with people, because, well, you can't see the series on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's copyrighted folks. You can see clips, but I think they have two episodes. But. The thing is, um, in his columns about Jack Johnson, who was the first black heavyweight champion of the world, Masterson doesn't write one pejorative word. Other columnists did that, not him. See to him, Everybody was the same. That's what got me. You know, that's what really got me. That not only was everybody the same, but his real legacy was he always stood up for the underdog. I mean, it's just like the character, you know, just like, you know, what we saw on TV. That's amazing, you know, And, and, and it's amazing.
3: So he did that um, first article about the um, murder. So now you said he was involved in yes. se- several more. How how did did that lead him into uh, starting to report for on murders or follow murders? Like how did that happen? Uh, no, great
4: question. No, I'll tell you what happened. See, when he would write his, his regular column. A uh, sports column, you know he, you know makes no difference what it would be about, whether it was you know it was about covering a match or or profiles of, of a boxer. He always would put in there.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss
3: journey than with plush care.
0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
4: References to politics, other sports, things that were happening. That's the way this guy wrote. He, he always put that stuff in. And so after the trial of the century, actually what happened was... He, he uh he he um no they didn't his editor didn't put him back into well he didn't put him back into working um uh crime uh true crime it's, i should mention i i gee i forgot i feel like colombo uh one more thing uh, which is that after he turns down the job that TR offers him as federal marshal for uh, Oklahoma, right. what does TR do? He, well, Masterson he offers T, he offers Masterson a job as the deputy federal marshal for the Southern District of New York, and he takes it. Because You don't have to be confirmed by the Senate, which means in the early part of the 20th century, New York City's Marshal, Deputy Marshal, was Bat Masterson. Talk about crime. <laughs> Nobody was going to do anything, and he was walking around with a gun. <laughs> you know? I mean, he, and he
2: was, and he was a reporter at the same time. So you know, we got a reporter with a kind. <laughs> so Fred, just going, just going back a little bit and changing tact slightly on the interview. Um, I'm just curious. Um, I, I've, I've listened to you speak, and clearly, you're very passionate about, about the book and the subject. And you've written so many books. So how do you? Where does your interest come from? Because you know, as many subjects, it's you know, it's quite varied. How do you get your interest in those subject areas? How do I get
4: my interest in, 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 in a particular subject?
2: Yeah, how are you so passionate about about each subject?
4: What a great... Well, what a great question. I I'm sorry.
2: Al- see, I've told you I'm much better than Al.
4: <laughs> well, only, I, only, some, only somebody from Alabama would have that perspective. Um, Al... <laughs> But uh, but yeah. I'll, I'll, that's a, wow. Um, well, I'll tell you. Lately, oh boy. Well, for, first of all, first of all, when I'm writing about something, I always want to help people. Okay, it, it, I I learned this a, a, a while back, which is whatever I write, I want is in some way to positively influence people. And that was sort of the way that I was taught. I went to USC's film school, and we always wanted to make movies that would influence people positively. <clears throat> and so, with Masterson was was, was different than, every, than anything else I've done, because this is something I should have done years and years and years ago. And I, I tend to think, in this case, um... Well, this is house and mystery, I can talk about this, I, I really think that there may have been some guiding force on the other side Bec- and I really I mean it, I I, I
2: you know I've got to question you on that bit now you can't move on from there so, okay, so what's your belief system, so if you think if it, if it might be a guiding force what might that be? Well, what
4: I'm thinking is I don't, you know, I I believe in um, in um, reincarnation. I, I I believe the soul never dies, and I, I've had um, uh, flashbacks to, to previous life, and I'm thinking that maybe in some way I lived back there when this guy was around. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, I do find it rather fascinating. <laughs> that, in ter- that you know, when you look, when you're a kid and you're watching these shows, it's the old, quote-unquote, old west. You don't realize that the- some of these people are still alive.
2: Mm.
4: I mean, that's what got me. I, you know, I, 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 one of the reporters that worked with Masterson, on this news, I mean, I was fascinated by it. On this newspaper, the Morning Telegraph in the teens, her name was Luella Parsons, and she became a Hollywood gossip columnist. And the other day, I'm looking at reruns of an old TV series, What's My Line, and she's one of the guests. I couldn't get over it. Wow! And she was a colleague of that that So what I look for is I look for uh, something where I. I, and I feel like I can make some contribution in this case, the fact that Masterson is a dreamer and he's on a U.S. stamp and he's an American legend, to me that says something about dreamers. He's an example. He's an example to people.
2: And and how might you be an example to people? So clearly that's somebody something that you admire in people because you recognize it in others. So if there, if I was to ask you the question of what is it that I might admire about you, your personality, your drive, whatever that might be, what, what would you say?
4: Al, this is tough.
3: <laughs> She's the tough um, one on the crew, you know.
4: Well, I... I, I can tell you what it is I, I I believe in justice I believe in justice for people I believe in in in, in, in I just ha- I have a really strong belief in justice that's the reason why I I've, co- I've covered the particular cases that I've covered in true crime but in in, in I, I can I look I can I can tell you that in terms of the, what to admire about me. Well, uh, all I can tell you is my, my hero growing my is growing up with a r- long ranger in Tonto, and I still believe in everything that the rangers stood for. And, and to, to, it, to some it may be a joke, but it really meant something. And what does he believe in? What is Tonto believe? Justice and for everybody and that's the funny thing you know that boy you're really getting into it that's the funny thing when I watch these old episodes <laughs> boy when I watch these old episodes you know you don't, have, you don't remember uh, an episode you, 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 you remember the character well what I didn't realize is that in every other episode the ranger is standing up for somebody from a minority, Mexican, Canadian, Indian—you you name it—and I'm thinking, gee, I must have learned something from this.
2: <laughs> and and I guess um, so. There's another question now, then. So if you if you um, you know you're, you're passionate about justice and uh, making sure that that's uh, people are equal It's equality being fair and you're an author so did you have a role before you became an author that equated to your value base um, so for, some people might say well I, I'm a i am am staunch in terms of uh, social justice so I'm going to become a police officer for example so have you had well, any other actually, roles that would mirror your value base did, did I have any other what any other roles any other jobs uh, prior sure, to, yes. to going into
4: yes. being an author that yes, that... yes I was a, a university professor at a place called Hoster University on Long Island uh, and, uh, and and then later at another school there at the New York Institute of Technology and I always felt that, that was one of the reasons why I didn't become a uh, I didn't get tenure Al uh, the reason I didn't get tenure is because I put the students first you know, I felt the responsibility to every one of those students because they, they, their parents were paying a lot of money. And, but that's not the way it was with the other professors. You know, very, I would say that it was at least 50-50 that felt the was you know, that felt the responsibility to the university versus, uh, to the students first. So again, it was,
2: it was, it's justice, you know. And just just going back to your, your belief system, and you mentioned reincarnation, but reincarnation yes. can take very different forms, can't it? People have very different, different ideas about what reincarnation is and how we reincarnate. So I'm just curious as to what your beliefs are, Fred, if that's okay.
4: Well, I can tell you, uh, well, you might get a kick out of this. I... Um, when I was a very young man, I must have been about twenty. I went to England for the first time, and I had dreams the nights leading up to it uh, that I had died, that I was a, a soldier who died in a dancehall fire during World War II. It was very specific and then when i when i when I was in London and then i I, I went sailing across the Sound or something uh, I looked at the white cliffs of Dover and I I, 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 I I still remember it it was like I've seen those before I'm from Brooklyn mm.
3: <laughs> you,
4: know, you, you know so that's where it really hit me you know that Something's going on here, you know. There, there is something else going on here,
2: you know. So, do you, do you believe that you're reincarnated, and you have to, you keep coming back until you get things right, and you've learned all the lessons? Yeah. Or do you think there is yeah. a, you know, it's already planned for us? There, there's, we have to experience certain things before we can rest.
0: No, I,
4: I don't know. I, I just feel that our, that the soul. Goes on, you know. I just feel the soul goes on. So, in terms of do you have to do something different in another life? No, that's not my belief. But then again, nobody's ever asked me that question, so I have to say
2: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just get interested in people rather than necessarily the work that they produce. So, so, if you would now, if you were going to write yourself as a character in one of your books. Who would it be and why? Oh, my. Al, you didn't prepare <laughs> me for this.
3: Well, there uh, you go.
4: A character in one.
2: Yeah, so you're going to write a book and you're going to be the lead character. Who are you going to be and why? Uh,
4: I would say that if I was to write a book, well, phew, I, I would I would definitely be a lawman, uh, you know, with a gun in one of the books because that's always what I wanted to be when I was growing up. <laughs> it, it, see, that's the funny thing is, at this point, I, I can't really. It's so hard to explain, but I'll I'll just say it, okay? Like, I, yes, Masterson was this idol of mine, and I wanted to write the book. Well, it also happens. I'm working on a, uh, a, 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 a murder. Well, not a murder. It's not a murder. It's a it's, it's suspicious death of somebody who committed suicide. Question being, was it deliberate or accidental? Who's this person? Well, and the guy's name is Nick Adams, and he played a character called Johnny Yuma the Rebel. And I happened to get friendly with his daughter who asked me to investigate. So I think that for some reason I keep going back to my to my childhood, and you know it's yielding something. I don't, it, you know, it's certainly yielding a lot of pleasure. <laughs> uh, so, so,
2: so, yeah. so this this book that you're 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 writing, where you're going to be the star player, who's going to play you in the movie?
4: Oh my God! I wouldn't. I, I won't go there. That's it. No, I, I, I have no idea. No, I, I actually am in one of my books. Okay, uh, I'm a character in my book, Lobster Boy. I saw the murder and I put my my, my, my my life on the line and I never, ever, you know, it's been optioned any number of times for a film, but I've never, ever thought about, gee, Fred, just say, put you, if you're in the movie, who would you want to play you? I don't I don't I don't know anybody I, you know right now I don't but Brad Pitt the funny thing is yeah I don't know anybody now but well I'm dealing right now on another thing that I'm doing is called the child stars cruise and I organized it and these these are with people that oh I think somebody. People may remember them: Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers from *Leave It to Beaver*, um, and and uh, Kathy Garber from *Family Affair*, Paul Peterson from the Donna Reed Show and the Mickey Mouse Club, and um, uh, and and, Stan, and and Stan Livingston from *My Three Sons*. And the thing is, I'm going to be talking to them about things. stuff. You know that. Uh, they, they, they direct some
2: of them. Directed have their
3: own production companies.
2: We'll see, you know. I don't know how this stuff goes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything. No, it's very difficult. Oh, yeah. Fairness, Fred. You're giving huh? him far too much credit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. Why? Why did you call the book uh, the first dreamer?
4: Great question. Um, I, I, that actually wasn't my, somebody else came up with the title, with the subtitle, and I, I said, it's, it's right, well the reason I called him the first dreamer because he is, as far as I know, he's the first known dreamer uh, on a, on a United States stamp. That's the reason I decided to uh, to uh, to call it that, and it, because I and I also because I want to be able to help these dreamers. I mean, if people buy the book. I believe it'll help dreamers because it it it, 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 it tells this story about these people that want to come to the United States, and. Problems that they, they they can they can run into.
3: Hmm. Well. So how now? How did he get involved in the other murders? Like you were mentioning other murders. How, how did that happen? Oh.
4: Thanks, Al. <laughs> well, the first murder uh, was a. he he was with his girlfriend and he was a very young man, he was his early twenties and this other guy got jealous and uh, wanted her and blah 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 and burst in on him and the the woman in the dance hall and that's when this other guy fired hitting Masterson in in his um, in the hip and um, um, and that's when Masterson shoots the guy and uh, he was a, 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 an army uh, uh, corporal, and he, 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 he kills him. That was number one. Um, uh, and I, oh, and, and then he, um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, the next two guys are in God City, when his brother, his brother takes his job as the uh, marshal, deputy marshal. Whereas Masterson is the sheriff. So, you know, it, you know, you know how it is. It's, it, 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 you know, Dog City is, is, is a, is a, town in, uh, Ford County. So you've got, you know, so it's like it, it's no difference between then and now. You, you know, you can have marshals and sheriffs in the same place. Anyway, long story short, somebody, uh, shoots his, brother and kills him and he happens to come on the scene at the same time and that's when he shoots the two guys that murdered his brother and he shoots them in, the, in self-defense because they, they turn on him. And then the fourth guy is a guy who shoots, and this is all in the book, he he wants to shoot the guy, uh, the mayor of God City and, and he goes to the guy's house, and he shoots through the window. And instead of shooting him, he shoots the woman who's an entertainer, named Dora Han. She dies, and at that point, Dodge City's marshal Wyatt Earp and uh, uh, Ford County sheriff Pat Anderson put a, copsy together and they track the bad guy down his name is spike kennedy can't make up these names
1: <laughs>
4: and and um and that shoots him wounds him in the uh, shoulder i think it is but eventually the guy the guy dies from the, the wound you know because in those days you know when they they, they you know it's very easy to get sepsis so uh <clears throat> but the guy eventually dies and um funny thing is, in, in the uh, uh, middle 1900s, by 1912, Masterson involved in, uh, in a libel case. In New York City, he sues the New York Journal American for libel for something, that they, they, print a, they printed something that a fight manager said about Masterson, that he made his reputation shooting Mexicans and Indians in the back. And he took exception to this. And during his cross-examination, he was asked about whether how many Indians he killed. And he goes, and I, let me just explain, the guy doing the cross-examination, future Supreme Court Justice Benjamin Cardozo, he's representing the newspaper. And Masterson gets the better of him. And and, <laughs> and and Masterson says under oath, I don't know how many Indians I shot. I, I if I didn't if I didn't I can't tell you and if I didn't kill any of them, it's not my fault. <laughs> he says that under oath. And so that's what he was, that's what happens after uh after he gets involved in the trial of the century, this libel case happened. So he's still, you know, uh, he, he, he's, even though, you know, again, it's the celebrity aspect of his life. It it gets him involved in a lot of things. You want to know, I'll tell you what cracked me up. I, I, it just, and it's in the book. I, uh, I found a picture of Masterson from about 1920. <laughs> he's advertised, it's an ad where he's advertising an automatic handgun. I cracked up, you know, I, I, I couldn't get over it. But but I can tell you this, if if Masterson were around today, he, he would definitely be ch- campaigning against the use of these, semi automatic and automatic weapons. He, he 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 didn't like the idea of taking a life. He didn't he he wasn't into it. He wasn't a killer. Earp was a killer. Okay, Erp was a killer. Some of the stuff you've seen about Erp, like in Tombstone, is accurate. But not this guy. Anderson wasn't a killer. He didn't, nothing nothing. He didn't like it. Didn't like it at all.
3: How how did he end up dying, then?
4: Well, yeah. You know, they always say uh, dying with your boots on, you know, that sort of thing. Well, what happens is, um, it's 1921. Masterson has uh, diabetes, which has no treatment in those days. And goes to work, um, and he um, collapses at his desk, heart attack, heart attack.
3: Hmm. Wow. Um, so what was he? Uh, he must have been about 70 or something like that.
4: Um, I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll I'll tell you in a second i i i i'm trying to no he was he was born in um let's see he he was born in 51 49 49 plus uh no 53 i gotta get it right 47 57 67 yeah he was close to 70 yep wow which was pretty old in those days
3: pretty old in these days
4: (laughs) <laughs> and it, well, but also considering what his uh, profession had been, it wasn't exactly a profession. You know, he was a. You know, when, when the term "gunfighter," Al. Uh, it's sort of um, it's misunderstood. When usually, when you, when you say "gunfighter," what you mean is a hired gun. Yes. Nesterson did fire out his gun at points, but not to kill anybody. It, it was more for protective purposes. He was more like oh, a <laughs> character called Paladin that I grew up with, Richard Boone. Have gun, will travel.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> he was a lot more like that.
3: Wow,
4: he was a lot more like that. Uh, I mean, he was he was a guy who who. Uh, he, he 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 didn't want to use the gun, but he would. But he didn't have a problem. Not only didn't he have a problem using it, he carried it his whole life. Even in New York City, he carried a, a um, uh, uh, I think I think it was a
3: thirty-eight. Mm. Well, well, Fred, it's another great interview. Wrapping up. Um, and I guess the book will be available on Amazon in and all good bookstores. It, uh,
4: it, yes, and it's, it's it's available on Amazon and uh, also at um, RJ the Publishers, RJ Parker Prep, uh, Publishing. So it's also available on his website, Ida One, and it's available as an ebook and as a uh, and, and in print.
3: Fantastic! The book's Matt Masterson, the first dreamer. Our guest has been the author, Fred Rosen. Thank you for being here. Thank you, sir. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The
0: mission has been completed the end.
3: By George, he's got it. It is the end. I'll see you.
2: If you're lying to me, I'll
4: be back. This has been a production of
0: Something Weird Media.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.